This time loop thing. How did you get out of it? Oh, I simply boosted the circuits and broke free. You came back of your own accord? Well, I... Doctor? No. No, I'm afraid not. No, obviously the Time Lords have programmed the TARDIS always to return to Earth. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo-yo. Welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions with the world, and I have to deal with them. I'm your host, Molly Marsh, and I have just dropped my mum off at the train station. I spent the weekend with my mum. She came down to see me for the first time in London, actually. Uh, we did a little bit of sightseeing for the city's book that I've mentioned in previous podcasts. This week on the podcast, though, um, I went over to East London. Uh, to meet two guys uh, who run a brand new Doctor Who podcast um, called The Oldest Question. That's like a sort of um, silly game show um, each week with different guests. Um, at the moment, it's just their mates, uh, but uh, in future, they're planning uh, other uh, figures from the Doctor Who community to come on a little bit, a little bit like I do, I suppose. Um, I heard their podcast and I couldn't believe it wasn't being listened to more, but I suppose it is only. They have only put out four episodes so far. Um, but I, I really, really implore you all to go and listen to The Oldest Question and hopefully uh, hearing Tom and um, Pencil Bandit um, talk about the podcast um, in my podcast will encourage you to go and check it out. Uh, but we also had a little chat about uh, one of Tom's unpopular opinions as well. Um, so I hope you all enjoy. I've got on really well with both of those guys. Uh, it was a really, really fantastic podcast to record, actually. So, um, yeah, and thank you to Tom for making me a lovely uh, butternut squash curry as well when I went round. Uh, but anyway, without further ado, uh, here is my conversation with Tom and Pencil Bandit from the Oldest Question podcast. Oh, so you haven't properly sat down and what, like, well, yeah, as much 100% as I percent attention, as much as I could, I gave it as much, much as you could bear. There are some, there are some <laughs> John Pertwee stories uh, and Patrick Hatton stories, and actually Tom Baker stories that it would be pretty difficult for somebody with a 2019 attention span to dedicate their 100 percent attention to. Yeah, yeah, they're, there's, they're there's just so dull. Yeah, there's really dull shit. The the bit that I love, the best bit of classic coup for a 29 for somebody who's Grown up on yeah. you, who or Give whatever. me the elevator pitch for the entirety of the classic series. <laughs> so, but I say go in the the best bit. Although maybe it was by comparison because I'd watched Doctors one, two, and three all the way through, then got to four, and suddenly Tom Baker's like the biggest breath of fresh air because mm. he's suddenly a Tom. He's obviously the best because he's not really acting; he's just being him, and he's mental. And uh, suddenly the Doctor's really funny. And the show becomes has jokes and stuff, which even though you very much associate with that with Doctor Who now, Doctors one, two, and three, 
barely a real, barely a joke or a funny two, line. Two sort of. I was going to ask you because that, that's what I've heard <laughs> about. He's kind of two. like clowny, but it's not like there are no really genuine jokes, jokes or, he, or he witty comical, lines. But there aren't really jokes. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's so a, and he's like my second favorite Doctor. Chapman. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And third favorite is Sylvester McCoy, which I discovered watching the Twitch really? stream. I never what? really thought I would enjoy Sylvester McCoy, but then when I got through and was getting through to Sylvester McCoy, I was like, lots of his stories are shit, but he <laughs> is basically brilliant and doesn't get enough really? credit because he has all he has all the fun mm-hmm. and wittiness of somebody like your Tom Baker or your Troughton, sure. but has you know a lot of as everyone and their mum has said, like he's got a lot of that. He's got a, like a dark strain and all that kind of stuff, and he's just a really I good actor in it. I didn't know that any of your like top five involved any classic doctors whatsoever. Oh, I'm probably saying yeah, no, they're my favourite classic doctors. Oh. so Tom Baker would be my favourite classic doctor, then Trout, and then right, okay, McCoy. I, uh, I don't know, then then maybe Pertwee, and then it, I think it's a mess. Right, right, right. Cool. I'm going <laughs> to introduce you guys to everybody <laughs> at home because I've been listening. I've, I've been recording for the last two and a half minutes. Anyway, that my was like um, perfect pod- podcast chat. So I thought I'd just sneakily press record. My poisonous views. <laughs> cool. That'll get me thrown out. You're going to get a Twitter mob. Um, Peter Davison's boring. Uh, Admit it. Oh, I don't think I caught that actually, but they know now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does wear a fucking celery on his chest. He's so like. the hot. It's uh, so beige. It's, oh, to be fair, he's also sorry. I'm just rambling. No, but that's good. He's also he's strung up by literally the worst companions ever. He's right. handed like. Please don't talk about Nissa and Tegan like that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. They're rubbish. We all know they're rubbish. We just deny. People deny it. They're rubbish. Also, I have no idea. I've not seen. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying stuff that Tom has no idea. What I'm so, so about. I'm going to introduce you, uh, everybody at home, to you guys now. Sure. So we've got uh, Tom. Yes. Hello. Uh, hello, Tom. Um, and do I call you Pencil? Uh, pencil Bandit, the Bandit. Cool. PB, whatever. Pencil Bandit. <laughs> um, Tom and Pencil Bandit are the hosts of a Doctor Who podcast that I've been listening to lately. Um, yes, I'm not the only Doctor Who podcast out there. <laughs> Others are available, it what? turns out. Um, so you guys are on a podcast called The Oldest Question. Now, yes. we can get back to... Uh, our why Nisser and t- t- Yeah, <laughs> we can get to our Hingus views <laughs> later. <laughs> but we'll terrible views. We'll kind of run through what the podcast is all about then and uh, and why you guys decided to start it and, and what the format of the podcast is and who should I go to first for this? I mean Tom, sure. I know you feel this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah on, I mean yeah, I guess it was me that started it all. Um yeah, I guess uh, quite unashamedly I just wanted to I've been keen to make a podcast for a while and then but wasn't sure what exactly I wanted to make it on to be honest mm-hmm. and then i i was kind of basically holding out for the perfect nugget of an idea and i thought something will come along eventually and then that will be the thing that i do and then eventually i was just like oh screw this i'll just do something that i think is fun and just start that and then maybe we'll just bounce from there and just see what happens sure so and we often played like a lot of different games and things as a group and i was keen i was just thinking what sort of games do we play that could translate into mm-hmm. a podcast and i was just thinking about things that we used to do a lot and especially at uni we invented this game invented probably a strong word but like <laughs> it came across <laughs> this evolved game. Evolved this, this game, game. Um, we named we titled vortex of obscurity which is essentially you think of inanimate objects from doctor who 
<laughs> well, it began. So it began with we but were just doing twenty questions normally, weren't we? It was just like twenty questions with Doctor Who characters. Yeah. So you know, just any old Doctor Who character, <coughs> and obviously with that game, you're gradually getting more and more obscure as you try to trip yeah, up the yeah, other yeah. players. So just getting more and more obscure, just like characters that only appear for yeah. like you know a minute on screen or anything. <clears throat> and but then the tip over the line was that Tom. I think we explained this on the first episode, but Tom yeah. was just like. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I've got one. <laughs> this. Okay, this doesn't really. I've I've I just got one. You're gonna have front. to guess it. I apologize, you know, beforehand, but it ended up being not a character at all, but just the Millennium Eye behind Christopher <laughs> Eccleston in the very first episode of New Who, when wow. he's just doing his like, you know, his little comedy bit. Sure. Uh, it was just the Millennium yeah. Eye. We were like. What? And thus the game was born. It was born. <laughs> and then yeah, we we played that a lot like but then we found <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this before but we found the limit when uh, <laughs> it's always me um started thinking of Christopher Eccleston's Spittle from the episode Great. Dalek. Love it. Love it. And when he shouts did you the get Dalek. it or not? Did we you? got it. Oh no, we yeah, we just got it. Maybe it was a, a very tumultuous time, but it, when we got it we realised that's, too that's it. That's the line. We found the line. <laughs> Even this game has a line. It cannot get get any further than it that. It can't get any further than that. Yeah. We can't. We can't get into smaller molecular structures <laughs> than, than some spittle that flies yeah. through the air for about four frames, probably. In the yeah. Mm. So anyway, apparently they were like. Oh, do you want to take that again, Chris? And he was like, "No, it's great. It's raw." Oh, really? No, he wasn't. That he was like, shot. "No, it's great. It's <laughs> raw." <laughs> I just already as he's wiping away like his mouth a bit. So yeah, we were thinking of that game, and then just basically built from that, thinking, why don't we just make it into a whole Doctor Who quiz? Mm. So I went away and started making the just the first two episodes that we were going to film record back to back, which are already out. Yeah, the third. In fact, we've only got three out now. It's funny in the second one because you're like. You don't try and maintain any illusion oh that yeah, you've recorded yeah, yeah. them back to back. <laughs> it's really jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Just all of us still sat in the <laughs> same room. <laughs> hey, guys. Did you, go for a, did you go for a wee break in between? Oh, or yeah. I got like a cup of tea or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just okay. like refreshed ourselves, but very much <laughs> in the same sweaty room. Yeah. With all the windows closed, all the curtains drawn to try and make the sound as good as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it works, though. <clears throat> but the irony was this with this entire project is that Tom's whole thing oh, was, yeah. I want to... You know, I'm just as an actor, you know, and I want to want just like a little creative project that I can just do fast. So no, like big, you know, big things that I've got to do. It's just, hey, oh, how about a podcast? It's just a bunch of guys just like chatting in a room. That's possibly the lowest. And as, you know, everyone and their dog has come to realize that is the lowest kind of uh, um, level of st- uh, effort you have to put into a creative thing. So everyone's got a podcast. Including you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, everyone's got a podcast because it's really easy to put together. Um, Or, you know, it seems easy to put together. And then came out via that process with the most (laughs) labour-intensive podcast that I think has ever existed. Because there aren't that... There's a a good reason why there aren't any game show podcasts, really. Unless you're listening to a Radio 4 mm. podcast of so just me- a minute. Mechanically, why is a game show... Obviously, uh, this is kind of a question I know the answer to, but <laughs> mechanically, what what are the difficulties, particularly with recording a game show podca- podcast? Well, well, you've got to write the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I've got to... <laughs> basically, it's not on me. Yeah, I've got the... 
just forming each of the the vortex of obscurity is the easiest thing because I just mm -hmm. go oh, I thought of something that's no work whatsoever but the sure. other three uh, or the other like the other rounds that we've got mm -hmm. I've tasked myself with the third round always being as a companion round always being completely different so firstly I have to invent give yourself more work I don't know yeah, why no. <laughs> well it's you just could just have four fresh, rounds man, like, oh mate um, so I've got to do that and then the first round's relatively easy, but you've got to think of a decent topic, and mm -hmm. I will constantly go through things I think are all right and then bin them as... There's lots of like work that just hits the floor. Sure. And then, obviously, with the questions, I've got to go through and make sure... That they I've got to make it balanced as well, because initially, initially the issue was we had Elliot on, who, with the guests that we've had on previously, probably you knew the most in terms of like Doctor Who. Yeah, knowledge. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was conscious of that, so I needed to make it doable for the people that we had on so that means certain things go out the window and certain things that they've got to be and then i want it to, to also be accessible so making it multiple choice questions for the final thing so that people weren't just completely left in the lurch being like i've got no idea where to begin with that, that mm -hmm. question they've mm -hmm. got a jumping off point with the kind of the multiple choice then i was like actually why don't i make the d one a joke answer so i've got to think of a half decent joke that you'd find on like a pub quiz machine in a book like <laughs> more <laughs> work yeah, what you and, then it's, and then it's editing as well oh my god yeah uh, and then uh, oh, on Christ. top of that i mean you would you would not imagine like <clears throat> that first episode is what like 55 minutes or something yeah the amount of editing to get it down to that the first you know just cutting out not all the wee breaks and stuff got it down to an hour and a half and then Tom gave it to me and I did oh no, no you maybe did more yeah, I did that. the first I did the it first was, it was still like stuff. an hour and 20 hour and 10 and yeah. then I did like a really brutal chopping out well, pauses yeah. I gaps. think 55 minutes is perfect because <laughs> yeah. I d honestly I do because I, I used to make these like an hour 20 and sometimes they still do get up to that but I'm trying to make them an hour now because I went on my SoundCloud stats and I realized that everybody was listening for an hour and then and, and then, then dips dropping off. off it is um, true like not like everyone but like largely that was the pattern if there's a podcast that's over an hour it's got to really be a documentary or something that has a whole structure yeah. to it rather than or just it's got to be chatting. adam buxton and louis through exactly yeah. uh, which i could listen to forever <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah you can't really i think especially with something kind of niche like a doctor who game show you really can't stretch people's attention span to well no. into uh, and an also hour just and a half. like you know not to compare ourselves to mock the week and all of that because <laughs> none of us are necessarily comedians and things but the you know nature of those they take about you know two yeah, hours you three hour want film and the then week. they make a half an you hour, half hour yeah so it's just the absolute best like spliced together mm. bits what we're got. saying is every second of our podcast <laughs> is gold <laughs> pure gold <laughs> it's, it's tricky though to, to work out sometimes like which ums and ahs to like when I first yeah. started making this I think I was a little bit stricter with my ums and ahs than I am now I generally leave pretty much all of my ums and ahs in now unless they're like, unless it's really someone like uh, perhaps the ages because <laughs> I just feel like if I tried to maintain that level of intensive labor I would never make a podcast again yeah, kind yeah. of thing so I think sometimes as a one person operation I've sometimes got to be a bit I don't know, I've got to sit back and be like, okay, the listener's just going to have to listen to that person think for a bit longer for me to make more episodes, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah Tom, the, the good thing is, like, even though I've got no real hand in like putting the podcast together, Tom, uh, partly because I'm a, contro a control freak with anything I'm ever involved in, mm -hmm. but also just yeah, have two, two brains on the operation is really yeah. helpful because one person going through and doing edit is 
great. But then if you've got somebody then listens to that edit and then they can find things that are like, yeah, yeah. oh, that little bit of conversation like didn't go anywhere. That is we helpful. chop that out. It's not vital. And also I do cut out a lot of ums and ahs. Uh, which sort of uh, with a conversation doesn't really work, but with a game show, you do want it to clip along quite Definitely. nicely. I think yeah. it's, a different, it's a different beast, isn't it? Yeah. Don't make how a game show podcast. How did you come across it then? With it? We were just having this conversation mm. before you came in the room. I don't remember. I'm really sorry. Right. I feel like it may <laughs> have just been, been Twitter's <laughs> algorithm doing its job and giving me something I'm interested in. Oh, really? Um, I just don't know. I d- you must have been tagged in. Has anybody mentioned you in tweets yet? We've not, not that many. We've got like 20 not followers <laughs> not on Twitter. Not like well, this is what I couldn't believe because I then went and listened and I was like, oh, wow, this is such a snazzy new podcast. And then <laughs> I saw your follower count. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so um, I was like, well, that means that they're... <laughs> they're uh, th- yeah, they're common enough for me. So they're, yeah, they're right <laughs> so for the I, That's <laughs> when I slid straight <laughs> into your DMs. Oh, yeah, um, perfect. But yeah, no, I just wanted more people to listen to you. I suppose so. Oh, no, thank well, you. Thank no, well, you. yeah, I was going to say I really appreciate you. Uh, yeah, having us on. Oh, I was just no. when I, s- especially when you emailed with the or DM'd me with the like list of people that you had, and then went Let's on. Let's not do this. Let's not be undignified and <laughs> do this. Bit. Um, do you have gu- gu- you have guests on your podcast, right? Yeah, you've had some other people on already, right? We've had our mate. We've just been mates. So, so largely, they're our mates. mates. But now we've tipped over the point, thankfully, where there are episodes out there. So I we're going to start trying to talk to people who are actually, you know, in the in the fan fan club, mm-hmm, <laughs> as mm-hmm. it were, um, and like our our mutual friends, like uh, to try and uh, yeah get get people on who are actually sure, in the sure. in the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the whole the whole like fandom thing is mm. still a new beast for me. Kind of uploading it and l- learning how much like uh, listening to y- yourself with the the Doctor Who fan show and stuff, and obviously knowing you know meeting Luke briefly and knowing of all that. Luke's plan. But that whole yeah yeah that whole um that whole world I, ju- I wasn't aware of how deep it went. Oh like the God. rabbit holes opened up to me now, and I'm just <laughs> peering down it, being like, what on earth? Once you start like I don't know, have you been to the 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 quiz of Rassilon yet, Tom? Have you no. heard of the Quiz of Rassilon? No. So uh, the Quiz no. of Rassilon is a quiz that goes on quite nearby, actually, in um, in Cambridge Heath sort of area. I should um, really go you guys should one go. of these days. It's a, um, I think it's coming up while I'm on holiday, maybe, actually. But it's um, a guy called Mikey runs it. And Mikey is a DJ and TV production runner. Right. He's been on this podcast, actually. Um and he started it up in Cardiff and now runs it in London. Um, and Beth from the Time Ladies, um, who you may have heard of, I'm not sure. Uh, True. I've nattered on about right. him. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so <laughs> Beth now presents it with him. But they, it, it's one of the hardest Doctor Who quizzes I've ever... It probably is the hardest oh, Doctor okay, Who quiz I've right. ever... But See, like this is sort of the reason that I was like... When, we, when you were starting up... I was I was talking about because uh, Luke has Luke Spillane has written you know he um, wrote a keeper of track and for round for yeah it, he wrote yeah. A, a, a round based on the story okay yeah keeper I remember you and saying and then he tweeted his questions uh, with a little like Twitter poll it's intense man and they were just like absolutely mental questions so, so there's a, there was a round a few months back that was uh, a a round somebody had um, designed about the TARDIS console <laughs> this is a picture round and it was a it was a diagram of the TARDIS console from a book. Right. Um, and there were <laughs> labelled components of the TARDIS con- console. 
and you had to say what the name of the each component was and the story Fuck in me. which it had originally story. been used. <laughs> and the story in which it... And then the, the, the final round is always the production codes round where uh, Mikey gives you um, a series of stories and their production codes <laughs> uh, make a word. Right. I don't... What's great, though, is that the right. oldest question isn't like this. Right. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of more for the casual fan and for people who aren't even necessarily yeah, fans at all. Like you, yourself, I'm still trying to not understand the production code thing. Like how do so production codes in, the, in Classic Who are, this is incredibly boring, but they are letters. So uh, An Unearthly Child, the first Doctor Who story, has, an, has A as its production code, and then the Daleks is B. Right, and then once okay. you get to Z, it starts being like AA. BB, so they've mm. all got a letter assigned right, to them. Right, I see, I see. So you can make words from them. Christ. I mean, that sounds great. If I had that knowledge, I would happily uh-huh. <laughs> attend. Uh-huh. I mean, but but what is great about your podcast is it, it, it's not like that, and it's not so esoteric, and it's a bit more... That was the, yeah, that was the thing that I... I like, I like that about it. Yeah, that was the thing. I was sort of glad that Tom was starting up as opposed to somebody like me because i was mm-hmm. and also because i you know i um, so for context like you've you've seen most of classic who so i've seen almost all of classic who and all exists. of new who i've obviously seen all of and new who yeah and, and you tom have not seen any classic who i've not seen any cl- of classic who but yeah, a big no, fan of new who right yeah i've yeah. seen yeah i've se- seen all of new who i'm up to date let's say Great. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> although i am now since going back through because um my uh, girlfriend and uh, theatre director um, Anushka Bonnick, who's on the fifth episode, she came on because she, when we went to go record that very first episode, she, uh, I came back and she had listened to, or po- sorry, watched the entirety of series one with Christopher wow. Eccleston. I know, in that one day. So just exciting. Through, just had through she seen it before? No, she had seen, like, no, she'd seen like little bits. I'd be crossed that she hadn't Smith. watched it with me. Like, I'd oh. be like, <laughs> babe. We do. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, so now she's she I mean she cracks through series so quickly. So she is now Wh- up where's she now? She's now this is what, a couple of months ago when she st- first did that? So it she's that, yeah. She's now up to the first series with Capaldi. Cool. Yeah, she's wow, she plowed through it really quickly. So I then I've since it, been yeah. watching it with her to refresh my memory. So that's I've usually great. been a couple of series ahead of an episode where the final round is based on that series. Cool, cool. But yeah. I like it. But yeah, having like, you know, watched little um, kind of Doctor Who YouTube channels mm. or like mm. heard snippets of podcasts, I can never quite get into them because they are so like yeah involved. There's mm-hmm. no um, there's no entry point for like the casual fan. Yeah, and even I d- though I d- I'm I quite d- an in- a fairly intense fan, I'm not as intense as some people as some when people. you come in and on it that is line. It's quite a hard thing to gauge because I don't want to be like for my podcast, for instance, I don't want to be boring. Uh, yeah. to people who are uh, like full-blown uh, like super fans yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't want to be yeah. like explaining stuff to them and it, they're just going to switch you off but also I don't want to alienate it's so hard other people as well. it's really hard it's to get a balance it's something sometimes. that's that long running it's probably the same with like I don't know Trek fans or things like that there's such yeah, a wide gamut like of like oh yeah I've what, watched a bunch of episodes and I enjoy be. it and I know everything about yeah. the production uh, the spin-offs the this and that everything. I suppose the solution I've come to is having different kinds of episodes yeah, that are yeah different sure. kinds of guests that i interview so i kind of try and vary it up a little bit yeah yeah um, that's true but um, yeah but Should yeah so the the, the kind of game plan with this was definitely the only barrier to entry for this podcast is have you watched most of new Hill? yeah mm-hmm. a, a bit like in the way that someone yeah. would be a you know like with, with game of thrones you take that and then and there's not that many people the people that are obsessed with it including ourselves and really enjoy it but 
I've just seen every episode once. Mm-hmm. I'm just following yeah. through. I'm following the yeah, story yeah. that is yeah. you know, Game of Thrones. And the same with Doctor Who. I like, that, actually really enjoyed it. For the oldest question. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, cool. because loads of the questions are hopefully just they're, they're pretty random or multiple choice or just like it's anyone's game i yeah, think yeah, yeah. if you've you know if you've watched all of new who once even casually you can have a good stab at the multiple choices or the guessing mm-hmm. games or whatever it happens to be to be fair you get that at quiz of rassalon sometimes like last month a guy called chris had submitted a round and then he got to read the round because he'd submitted it to mikey oh yeah and his round was about amy's choice and one of his questions oh, was great in such and such a scene i can't remember the scene and we were like, okay, like really listening. And then he goes, how many sheep are in the background oh, of the oh, shot? Oh, piss off. And we, everybody just made that exact noise. <laughs> like, oh. And then uh, it, he did give multiple choice. So it kind of was a good question because it w- that kind of question is anyone's game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you've got to have some of those in there. I, y- think. I think definitely. There's some of the ones that I found uh, on different bits of trivia and things that uh, have the production um, mm. information. Mm. Where I think the question that we had involving um, Gwen Cooper, uh, the actress that played Gwen Cooper, that was a good um, in the yeah, Quiet Dead. Yeah. Oh, uh, Eve Miles. Eve Miles. Eve Miles. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It was a, I well, she plays Gwyneth in the Unquiet Dead. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Later, Gwen Cooper in Torchwood. In Torchwood. Um, um, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I think I'll find. But um, yeah, with that, I remember finding a little bit of information about her T-shirt that she went into an aud- the audition for uh, The Unquiet Dead that had um, a couple kissing and then... What was the slogan? It was like a naked couple kissing and it was <laughs> the slogan, spoilers that was for the, the first episode, yeah. the, sp- <laughs> the uh, slogan was, I support nudist colonies. Yeah. And so the question was, what is the slogan? Yes, yeah, so it's like, oh who's, wow. who's going just to like know that? So again, kind of anyone's game. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a bit, of, a little bit of that. But that was, again, to kind of help the people out that I thought... Yeah, would, you know, but there's, a, yeah, against there's yourself. a good mix of things you'll see in the episodes, things that are like production things that you might know, mm-hmm. and completely mm-hmm. random, ridiculous things like how many sheep are there, you know, that stuff you, that, that you, you no one will know, but you can have a good stab. Sure, sure. Let's talk briefly, before we move on to our unpopular <laughs> opinions, yeah, yeah. let's talk briefly about um, how each of you got into Doctor Who originally. Oh, what was oh. the genesis of, of you guys as Doctor Who fans? Uh, let's start with Let's start with Tom and then let's do pencil banging. Okay, sure. Yeah. I think mine must be the same as a lot of people my age. Like I We sat down for Rose as a family. My dad was kind of a bit of a fan and he, mm-hmm. w- he uh, had heard it was coming on. And I do remember watching a, a, the John, a John Pertwee episode with the Autons, which I guess was in preparation. Oh, wow. I must have aired it because obviously that first episode being with mm-hmm. the, the Autons. Yeah, yeah. It may so have, that been was my first may have seen it on UK Gold, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. possibly. But, um, yeah, so I remember I remember watching that and then as a family, him saying, oh, we should all sit down to watch, um, you know, Rose. And we did, as a family, continue with the first series. Good job, Tom's dad. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I just like, I've got ri- such lovely, warm fuzzy memories of that similarly because I just and yeah. now thinking about it I'm just like so many families have done must have done yeah, yeah. exactly I mean, yeah. that across the UK like so the, how the old would you guys have been at this time so um, you're only year five what's that 14 I was I was, six, right. I was 15 what was that? okay yeah 2005 yeah, yeah. cool um, mid-teens so we were we would sat down and watched that and we went through the first series but slowly slowly but surely the rest of the family kind of um dropped off mm-hmm. and I was the only one that was kind of keeping up with it and I, m- I must confess that even then I was kind of 
I was very much by myself watching it, and I even though I very much enjoyed it and I was keeping up, I, I wasn't as big a fan as I've kind of got in the like previous you years. You were 15, like what 15 year old is going to take something like that on really i suppose this yeah, guy um, unless, <laughs> unless you're like a real nerd you know hello um you're not i don't think it's that natural for a 15 year old to take something like that. i mean i uh, was a massive fan from like age of 10 yeah and even like me like at 16 17 i dropped off doctor who slightly oh yeah, really like okay i did i still watched every episode I might watch it midweek. You know, that was like series seven. Whoa, sort of time. I, know, I, mean. I know, I know. Hold up. Well, but that's what I mean. Like, that I happens to everybody, sort of I think, <laughs> in that team. I didn't have some sort of epiphany where I was like, fuck, this is the best thing ever. Like, it was just one of the one of the shows mm-hmm. that I was, I was keeping mm-hmm. up with. Uh, but then it kind of became a bit more special when meeting yourself. I'm sure you'll talk about this as well. But like going yeah. to university, we were at, because UEA is where Matt Smith he went originally. He did the same right, drama okay. course that we were doing. Yes. So there was that attached to it. He was announced, um, and we, it was like a week. It was yeah. like a and few also weeks. And in. also, he was the youngest doctor. So it was like the. It was what it was when he got cast. It was like, oh, it, you know, it could be also it as could, you know people w- going to study drama. It like it could be it any could one be, of yeah, us who could gets be cast really one of these days because he's only you know twenty six, yeah. twenty seven when he got yeah, cast. Yeah. Um, and then we were going to the uni to do exactly the same course that he did, and it all kind of came together. And then his first series was well, spring. I found that impossibly exciting. Oh, I'd, I'd have oh just yeah. been God. like, at that age, I'd have just been like, I'm going to be the doctor. This it was, it. It, was <laughs> it was insane. But and and then his first series was spring 2010, the first spring that we had at university together. Right. So a few. It's of so us funny how. You guys aren't that much older than me. Like it's a very it's a very small age gap, really. Yeah. But, like it makes such a big difference in terms With of the life like stage this. you're in. Yeah. Like I'm. Uh, I remember series five, and I was in like year ten or something. Like That's it's mad. Such a, it's such like a huge. Dif- it's like <laughs> yeah. a huge life stage difference, even though the age difference is not very large. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes such a difference at that time. It really does. The difference yeah. Between fifteen and eighteen. Yeah. Exactly. Huge, yeah. Bizarrely, but but yeah. So we all bonded you we know gathered around anyone who knows house. of doctor who you know gradually starts chatting about it and stuff and you know you you bond over it and then this new youngest doctor is you know who went to your uni is mm. going to be on and yeah so i think uh, d- to be fair the first episode we didn't all watch together because it was like easter so i watched that with my family the first episode. oh you're right you're right but yeah. then you know we obviously all talked about it and then we were watching you know the whole Matt Smith run oh, sort of soared. It became an it, was it became an event as oh well because we would go around to because obviously we we're just all in, all in halls, so mm. we would just go around to Tom's room and he'd set up Amazing. his like his Xbox 360 and turn on the BBC iPlayer or That's whatever it was. So sick. And then um, yeah, uh, and we'd, we'd all watch it together yeah. each week. It was it was really yeah, it was lovely. And then the the thing that made you know will always make Matt Smith my doctor. Really, even though it wasn't my first doctor by any stretch of the mm. imagination, but all those things, plus the fact that his whole era, by the time he got to the end of it, was basically our journey through uni. Yeah, and mm. the reason we'd all become friends and we're still friends now, like yeah. literally ten years later. Um, and he left j- shortly uh, twenty thirteen. So he left year. in my first year of uni. And that was yeah. just the year after we'd graduated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the year after we graduated, where we were all kind of, you know, as you do after you graduated, you're in kind of the limbo zone. Exactly. But w- so yeah. we were all still kind of meeting up and it was the fiftieth anniversary, the year after we graduated, like endless excitement. And so that was really like the it was intrinsically linked to the story of us becoming friends. Sure. Mm. And so yeah, Matt Smith oh, was, that's so was cute. always very special. Guys. <laughs> oh, heartwarming. Yeah. 
But I'd come to it a bit earlier than the 2005. I had exactly the same thing of like all the family sitting down in 2005. But like, I think I'd absorbed Doctor Who via osmosis. I think anyone who's born in the UK does. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I've, I had to do a lot of looking up to figure out what repeats I was watching when I realized, because I was like, man, I remember really specifically on a Tuesday night. Oh, I've done this. There's a list somewhere and you can look exactly hell, what UK yeah. Gold was showing exactly Which is beautiful. when. But it wasn't UK and Gold. And I found out my memory had cheated me. That was the <laughs> worst part. <laughs> well, I was no, like, I just can't have watched what I thought I watched. Well, sort of the same. So we didn't have UK Gold. We just had normal terrestrial. Right, so it right. was, it was a more of a limited catchment area. Oh, so you but must have like watched like like 30 years in the TARDIS or whatever, whatever that was? No. no. So it was... I'll shut up. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, so it was, but it was around that time. So it was like, um, uh, I, I just had a real strong memory of like Tuesday nights when my dad was away at football. Uh, mm-hmm. um, me, uh, my mum would cook like a really, you know, slap up meal for me and my sister and we'd eat in the kitchen around the dining room and there's a t- little telly in the kitchen and I just remember watching like Genesis of the Daleks mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, the, the, like the odd Tom Baker story. And I feel I, in my mind's eye, it felt like this was months and months, maybe a year of them repeating old Doctor Who's. And every Tuesday night, you know, we'd sit down and, and sure. watch what sure. whatever other Doctor Who story was on. But then when I actually looked up the real specifics of it, that was like maybe a few weeks, oh. like two, like f- up to four weeks, I think, that they no, actually but like showed it. As it a child, time seems so much longer. I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, a week as a kid is so long. Yeah. And, like, a year is so long. I, think but so that I was had like the same thing with all the Bond films. That's how <laughs> I've managed to get through them all. But that, You've seen all the Bonds? Like I've seen all the Bond films because of some similar event like that where they were showing them every week. Like, uh, wow. But okay. all that really... St- like, I know I've seen those bits that kind of hazy memories of all of them, but the one thing that really kind of plagued me for years that really um i found horrifying was, was sean connery in yellow face <laughs> in <laughs> in <Only Live> twice it <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't that okay i've, I've oh. tried to block you only live twice from my from my mind but there's um, good bits the uh, just not the yellow face oh no <laughs> i'm thinking no sorry there's I'm good bits of the talents of wang chiang but well, yeah. not the yellow face <laughs> no sorry i'm thinking of um Never Say Never Again, which is... The oh, okay. You watched that one too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was part of the what list. about the David Nevin Casino Royale? Have you seen that? No, I haven't no, seen okay. that. I'm okay. aware of it. But no, the thing that terrified me was in License to Kill... I was so off topic, but License to Kill... The, On a um, License to Kill... <laughs> um, was it the... Uh, yeah, the thing that terrified me was the... There's a scene where one of the henchmen gets put in a pressure chamber. Oh, this one's a 15, this. though. Like yeah, it's got to be a 15 for I can't a remember, actually, if it's License to Kill or Living Daylights. Right. I think it's License to Kill. But yeah, his henchman gets put in the pressure chamber, and the big bad is kind of like amping it up because he's trying to mm-hmm. either punish him or get some information. And then eventually just whacks the whole thing up, and you just slowly see the guy's head expand like a balloon Ooh. and then splats oh and explodes across Horrifying. the whole thing. And that was a 15. Jesus. And that stuck with That's me. That's 18 stuff. St- yeah, it's still, you can still get some with pretty me today. gruesome stuff That's through 15, though. Rough. Timothy Dolan's been in Doctor Who, though. He was Rassilon, Hello, famously. Yes, Link. Of course, yeah. There's a link. I, I actually got a uh, secret talent where I can link any actor to Doctor Who in, um, I think it's four or fewer steps. Well, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's yeah. like that. But I can do it. I can four do it degrees four of I think Doctor I could do it in four or fewer. Okay, what um, can we name? Um, oh, no, I've invited you to do this now, which I shouldn't have done. Just uh, Brad Pitt. Start, start Brad big. Pitt? Yeah, go for it. Start big. Okay, so Brad Pitt. It's also going to be a display <laughs> of your like film knowledge generally. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Um, Brad Pitt 
is in. Uh, he is in Inglorious Bastards. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, with uh Michael Fassbender. Yeah. yeah, who is in X Men: Days of Future Past? Okay, yeah, with yeah. Ian McKellen, who is the voice of the of great intelligence in Doctor Who. Amazing! That was yeah. snappy. Yeah, it's quite snappy. I'll do one more, and then we'll do one popular. I'm opinion. trying to think of non-British actors because it's harder. British that is harder. I'm trying yeah. to think how I can adapt this into a round for the game. <laughs> 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 um, non. What if? Are we allowed to go dead? Yeah, you can go dead. I say Marlon Brando. <laughs> okay, uh, I could do that in one. Fuck. I've done it before. Brando is in Superman yeah. um, with um, William Russell, uh, who is Ian Chesten from Doctor Who. Oh. He he has a non-speaking part in I Superman. I didn't realise he was in Superman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bless him. Yeah. Man. Uh, go on. But, so rewinding, it's that, um, those Doctor Who repeats were just Oh, like shit, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Finish it your fine. story. But th- those Doctor Who repeats were just like... January of 2000 right, or something right. but they started they started trying to do repeats of I looked it up they started trying to do repeats of old Doctor Who serials I think it was just around I guess oh no I guess it wasn't around an anniversary I don't know no um, but they started doing some John Pertwee ones mm-hmm. I think they they started from uh, Spearhead from Space John mm-hmm. Pertwee's first story but then nobody was watching them so they suddenly skipped. They did about two John Pertwee stories and then suddenly they just skipped ahead and were like, fuck it, Tom Baker, uh, Genesis of the Daleks, let's go. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> the viewing figures massively picked up so they were like, okay, how about we just do some massively famous Tom Baker ones for a bit and then they only did it for a, a short while and oh then it died. Um, that's a shame. That's a shame. But that it's like was BBC Two, wasn't it? Yeah, BBC Two. That wow. was my first proper... That was, okay. my, that was my first memory of actually watching Doctor Who. Sorry, was this before the 2005... When was when was this? The this was ninety nine into two thousand. Oh, oh right. but my my very very earliest memory, which means I feel like, which means I must have seen some Doctor Who or something, or been right. interested or or whatever, is seeing the trailer for the Doctor Who TV movie, which oh, was obviously wow. ninety six. Ninety six. I vividly okay. remember the bit where that could have just been on BBC One, I suppose. Yeah. Between programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I guess so. But I vividly remember him the 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 shot where he pushes through the glass to show her. Oh that, yeah, you that's know, quite a nice CGI shot for the time. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I've looked up the trailer and it's in the trailer, so I'm like, I definitely saw that trailer then. I never watched the movie. Oh, you never? No, never watched the movie. I okay. just remember seeing the trailer. Okay. But it means I must have had some nascent interest, mm. or you know, mm. had caught a bit of an episode repeated or something. Uh, let's do on popular opinions. Um, let's let's get onto that. Sure. Should we get on to that? Sure. Well, I've got... It's it's tricky for me to get, as I was saying before, like a, a full gauge on what is the... What is total popular opinion? So I was conscious of the fact that this might just be something... Yeah, I suppose some like, some oh, yeah. somebody without... Like, from uh, outside, like, fan culture is going to find it hard to... Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not. tricky. Yeah. So, so yeah, the thing that... Uh, it's, it's, it's a gripe, unfortunately. It's somewhat negative. But the, the thing that's, like, really bothered me as of, as of late... <laughs> Uh, what really grinds my gears is is with the, the regeneration, like the kind of ever-increasing powers that the Doctor seems to have with regeneration. Because for me, it made sense with Eccleston, his re- regenerating into um, Tenant, and it's just a thing, it's a biological thing that they've got a trick that okay. he's kind of completely out of control, yeah. and he can't do anything with it. It's just like, oh, this is how we basically stave off death, but mm-hmm. I've got, you know, I can't really, it's just a thing that I, it's, I, I can't, uh, adapt it or change it it's mm-hmm. just this is how i survive death 
that made sense. And then even better, he's then kind of for me when he in, when he's tenant after that he's having to recharge, he's having to lie down again. That all kind of reads to me. Mm-hmm. But as we kind of progress through New Who, I don't know how prevalent any of these or if some of these rules were broken. There are some things who. in classical. Yeah, okay. I was going to say we're going to throw out all sorts get of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. as we progress through New Who, there's just more and more tricks and things that he can seem to do, and not just the Doctor, but with River Song. Um, uh, so it was basically when it gets to like uh, when it gets to tenant regenerating, he seems to be able to hold it off for ages. He's been poisoned radiation like and Capaldi does that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that already yeah. uh, that already is like okay. So he's been okay. So he's not going to die instantly. It's, uh, that's kind of makes sense to an extent. Then he regenerates. That's all fine. But then with you start seeing with River Song, she gets. I don't know if you remember this, in Let's Kill Hitler, she's re- just yeah, recently yeah. regenerated yeah, yeah. Into, into what we know as Riverside uh, yeah. from Mel's. Yeah. And then she's shot. She's shot like 15 times by all these Nazi soldiers. And she's like, oh, silly boys, you, don't, you should never shoot a girl while you've been, you know, uh, she's who's currently regenerating. And suddenly it's like, is that a thing that you, is that a thing that you can do? That's pretty like, similar to um, when Tennant gets his hand cut off in Christmas Evasion, his hand just yeah, cut off. Yeah, they've back, sort of right? set it up, I suppose. But are you meant to assume that if, if, if a whole SS team just came into David Tennant's uh, room when he was just lying down on, on Rose's bed and just <laughs> un, un, like loaded <laughs> 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 shit ton of an AK-47 to his well, chest? I that guess. He was I, mean, I suppose we've never really seen that happen. That's the thing with I Matt Smith hold on, I, I guess the there's logic a lot of pointing is. going on this room <laughs> boys and girls. I guess the logic there is if you know generally uh, miles away from a regeneration an SS team came and gunned down David Tennant say yeah just going to call him David Tennant <laughs> <laughs> so if they gunned down the Tenth Doctor he would start regenerating as his you know biological process yeah, yeah, yeah so ergo if your mate you'd say if you're freshly regenerated you wouldn't you know if you're still in the sort of process of it, but things are still settling, you wouldn't just regenerate again. You've got the process going on. So, you know, you can do a bit of... Uh, but what about... Th- and I'm sure you, you guys have an answer for this. Uh-huh. But what about the whole thing with uh, Eleven, then, in that case, instead of Matt Smith? Eleven, when he's Millie, shot, Millie Bobby Brown. He's... Sh- as she's, as she's oh, 11. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> 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 I was so far away. Yeah. <laughs> I got there, though. I got there. I was like, his name is Matt Smith. I haven't cracked on sake. <laughs> um, You were like, I thought this was a reputable Doctor <laughs> Who podcast. With 11, 11th, Series nine, series 6, what's, so what's the special thing that he's shot with? Because I thought the whole idea is that he's shot by Riversong, then he's shot again mid mid-regeneration and suddenly that's oh no if you shoot the mid-regeneration then you stop them obviously the rules are if you're shot literally mid-regeneration you just die yeah but if you're shot shortly after the regeneration is fully you know you've changed face (laughs) then you have magic powers Powers. (laughs) how does this not make sense basically the rules are if it's convenient for Stephen moffat then but that's or, right, or yeah. any writer, let's say. I mean, but that's what I mean. So but I mean, really his hand off. Yeah, true. I, I, that's fine by me. I think I don't know. But so then, and then that kind of. So there was that. Then in Angels Take Manhattan, there's a bit that was. Like, I saw this again recently. I've completely forgotten about it. Uh, where yeah, this is this is a continuity problem actually. Yeah, where yeah. he just goes. She's broken her wrist, and he's like. And just gives her a bit, just random regeneration. But th- that's a continuity problem because he shouldn't be able to do that because he is thirteenth Doctor. 
Let's not forget. Well, yeah. This yes. Well, so this is an this issue is because he starts regenerating when she shoots him as well in the spacesuit. There's an issue because he's he's the final incarnation. He but shouldn't be able to with regenerate. With the spacesuit, that was a Tesselector. So I guess, so he, was I guess he was pretending. The, yeah. But the, the one where he gives the regeneration energy away, like he should... He sh- he shouldn't have that energy, should he? I mean, uh, I, w- I wasn't my even. The basic consi- thing with that kind of stuff is, it doesn't just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it make doesn't sense. matter. I mean, obviously, it doesn't the, make sense. the real answer is that Stephen didn't know that yeah. he was going to do that at that point, and that's fine. But like, <laughs> when you go, when you retroactively look at it, it was like. Oh, I mean, for me, dodge. for me, the my key is, problem there, which that? I'll agree with you, Tom, is giving away bits of regeneration energy is the bit that started to annoy me, which Stephen yeah. Moffat started to do. I don't really mind. Like, okay, within your first few hours of post regenerating, you can, you know, grow back a hand. You can, you know, deflect some bullets, like whatever. You've got a bit of residual energy that can help you out. Miles in. Eleventh Doctor's just oh and uh, River Song's obviously giving him some regeneration energy and she gave away all of his regeneration all of her regenerations yeah which seems insane yeah because like the you know as we've as we've demonstrated how many incarnations does she have behind regenerations is just enormous how many does she have she has three in total then like. She has the the little girl in the spacesuit incarnate. Mel, Presu- right? Presumably, but then again, we don't know because she's just been created. It so is it like has she got twelve regenerations like normal time lords okay. do? Okay. What I'm more trying to count though is is her incarnations in total. Yeah, 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 sure. Is she? Are we to assume that her spacesuit little ginger little girl in the spacesuit incarnation is the same girl as the baby we see in a Good Man Goes to War? I couldn't say. Probably. We, we don't let's say know, yes, because we've not seen yeah. it. That's true, yeah. And then the s- her second incarnation is, is Mel's. Yeah. And then her third is is, uh, is River. Alex Kingston. Yeah. yeah. There's your three, right? Well, yeah. So she but, just, but then she's when just she given him uh, like 10, regen- exactly. 10 incarnations, but, right? But it's so iffy, because, yeah, it's like, does she have 10 more regenerations? Or does she only have a few? Because maybe she she's maybe a she was attacked more. lots of times as a baby. <laughs> and, and like she kept regenerating she just into different babies, like various my, babies. You know? My issue is almost less with the canon. That's just kind of further exemplified it. But my my concern was just more that if that is yet again another power that he has the ability to just on him at any given time. That's just another Why thing. Why is he using just it more? a bit of Why sloppy writing? It's suddenly that as soon as I, I, get, know, but this I is guess a constant I thing with Doctor no, Who. I guess that kind of makes sense in context though, because like she. Like River gets really cross at him for doing that in Angels Take Manhattan. Yeah. And like the implication to me is, oh, he can't do that very often. Like it's his regeneration energy. Like he could be it, as as I think it, Peter Capaldi tr- chats about later on. He could be screwing up a later regeneration. He could yeah, regenerate like without it, eyes at some point later. Yeah. Down the like line it's wor- like it's worth it for him at that stage to help River. Yeah. But, but it could be damaging in the long yeah, run. Yeah, kind but of the point su- of it is that he's doing something for River that he wouldn't do for the people. But as such a selfless person who is prepared to put his life on the line full stop, like pretty much every episode, it seems strange that he's all about helping River's just broken wrist that's going to be sorted out in like a couple of months over the amount of, you know, all people that have been but severely Tom, injured. That Tom loves it. I, I don't know if you've ever been in love. <laughs> but loves irrational, right? <laughs> loves but irrational. They're, they're also he's not usually hanging around with time lords. 
And my logic okay, there is, is that, that the thing? he can't you can just heal anything. Time time oh, okay, so you think he couldn't heal like Rory's wrist or whatever? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was my okay. what was my takeaway was that he could only do Time Lord from, energy yeah. regenerates Time that Lord. Makes it sense. doesn't just that makes sense. he can't just make a plant grow. He's not ET. Yeah. <laughs> he can't just make a plant grow or otherwise he would have saved so many people and did that would be a horrible do they weird thing do they explicitly state that in the no but that was just my take because we know that she's a time lord sure, at that point sure sure well, like, a sort uh, of th- she's got a time head right a time head time head <laughs> that's, what, that's how they describe <laughs> it in, yeah. the, in the show oh, oh she's going to be born just with like a time head I want to <laughs> I want to a time head I love that I want to share the Romana re- regeneration with Tom Okay. In fact, well, you know what I want to do. I want to show Tom the Romana regeneration. Oh, okay. Can we do that? Let's Is watch that it, right? and then it's we'll very short. Then we'll come back. We'll reconvene. What are you doing here? Regenerating. Do you like it? Regenerating. But what are you talking about? Regenerating? Only time lords regenerate. Look, it's awfully nice to see you, Princess Astra. Romana. But Romana. Ah, <laughs> shut up, canine. What are you doing in that body? But you, think you need something warm. That obviously like blows apart everything we thought we knew about regeneration. Sure. Because so, she tries on a whole bunch of bodies. She doesn't seem to be regenerating for any real reason. Like it sort of it's fits really with different. If you've seen, if as we so were talking before, it fits with Patrick Troughton because he clearly's got a choice of bodies, and it's not to do with but him being hurt. Yeah, they just true. Want to but it was also a punishment. Him. Like it's also a punishment. Whereas she seems to be just doing it on a whim. It's yeah. So, hang on. But it just about links with Troughton. But if you. With everything else that comes after it, it's so weird. So yeah, apologies to listeners that are just you know know what they're talking about. But when it came, so she, she's full time lord. She's a full time lord companion right. to the doctor. Yeah, so it's pre time war. Had when she regenerated initially, I don't because she seemed to have arrived in that scene already yeah, yeah. having regenerated. Had she been injured and or no. killed? No, no injury, nothing. So that's how the episode starts. Right. So. And you say she's not. <laughs> a lot. Of you say she's not just go. You say she's not got a, like a, way like yeah. that. She's not got a revolver back, but in the other room, no, no. she's going back yeah, and so just so shooting so herself in the head repeatedly. In, when we were watching that, Tom was like, "Oh, she's she's going to the room and shooting herself <laughs> repeatedly, like wasting all these." Rejects. No, th- it's just implied that 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 she can do that, and that's one. I, I, I suppose if it's established that there's that was just she kind of mastered the ability to do that but i guess as with all these things it's it that was never the case it was just this yeah this will be fun this sequence so, something <laughs> fans used to occasionally say back in the day was oh maybe that's only something that female time lords can do <laughs> um but God. because that was the only distinguishing thing they had between the Romano and the doctor i like the idea but now that there's like yeah i like the idea that it's sort of bad for time lords to live for so long and that they're supposed to regenerate every now and again. Yeah. And that's what Romana's doing there. But the Doctor is such a maverick that he just wears his body. Sort oh, of like, I like that. Sort of like how it? you're supposed to buy a new pair of shoes before your <laughs> old shoes wear out. But the Doctor's this kind of bloke. The Doctor's got his converse with massive toe holes exactly, in. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. He loves to get yeah. that prosthetic old makeup on at some point. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. I so like that. That obviously blows apart everything we thought we knew about regeneration though I kind of yeah I hate anything where they've got though the Troughton and Romana regenerations anything where they have some kind of choice over what they look yeah. like really so messes like with that. but because there's the implication that 
um, Capaldi chose his face for a reason. But right? it was unconsciously chosen. It was, unconsciously chosen. It was yeah. just, okay. you know, in I his... I can believe that. Because as they, as they, they go on to explain right. there was something, you know, is in his subconscious which needed to tell cool. him at that point. So it wasn't... You're the doctor, it wasn't you save like, people. Yeah, Remember this like guy looking through say. a catalogue, yeah. like, no, yeah. oh, I'll be Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I like that. Because I like the idea, um, like, of the 12th Doctor choosing to become the 13th Doctor. Like I like the idea that, that it was a choice for him to become feedback. Oh, yeah. That oh, is something yeah, sure. that, that obviously appeals to me for reasons that uh, should be clear. Yeah, sure. Um, it doesn't appeal to everyone, though. They think that's weird, but... I Again, it's just me being like, I don't, like that, he, that I don't that like that he has the choice. I like that it's like mostly yeah. biological, but as whether he's doing that final... Whether or not, though, I suppose, yeah. Sorry? Like whether unconsciously or consciously Oh, is yeah, a choice, yeah. Right? And I think, I think for me, I'm like, yeah, I think he probably subconsciously wanted to be... I mean, he does that whole speech to himself, like, right, this mm. time, because mm-hmm. of all the He, like, mans- shit. Yeah, mansplains yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. being the Doctor, <laughs> too. <laughs> He's like, this 12th Doctor's been through a lot of shit where I didn't really know who I was, so yeah, we're going to yeah. sort this one out from the start. Yeah, you got to yeah. be like this. you got to do this. Don't think you're all dark at the start, because uh-huh. that really didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to get off to a good start. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I feel like in that, you know, a bit like... At that stupid gag when Mel's is regenerating into River Song, and she's like, "Can you be quiet, please? I'm focusing, focusing on, on a dress, dress size." Yeah, which is oh. which is so dumb and oh. so <laughs> a man writing. It's Stephen Moffat's like, look, I love Stephen, and actually, <laughs> a lot of the times I love Steve Stephen playing with gender roles. I think it's really funny, but I think there are some occasions, and that is one of the ones where it's like. And, th- and then when Alex Kinsley goes and weighs herself, I'm just like, oh, oh Stephen, stop. Oh, yeah. God. But it's like, achingly Matt Smith is the last I saw recently as well. I think it was in, in The Journey to the Center of the Tardis, maybe, where... Oh, you're going to mention like the skirt that's too tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come I, on. Oh. I'd like to think about that. So, oh, <laughs> oh, lest we talk about where in Series 7, Matt, uh, the 11th Doctor, uh, the latter half of Series 7 particularly, the, s- the 11th Doctor suddenly becomes very sexually interested in particularly Clara but generally women yeah he sw- in one of the worst episodes ever the Crimson Horror oh my god yeah th- that's what I've just oh, that's watched. an unpopular view but he's well I can g- I can go on that I think it's I there's a weird scene where he kisses yeah he swoops Jenny. up swoops up Jenny and kisses yeah. her a, a gay woman yeah it's it's or a bit ostensibly gross. gay as far as we know you know yeah um a gay woman zero consent just like absolutely no yeah. consent it just gives her a big kiss also but apparently then that was matt's idea though i've heard oh, that's not apparently that's not matt in smith. the script and that was matt's idea i love matt smith um, but that is so bizarre because also strange. the whole 11th doctor's character from when he first appeared, obviously Doctor Very evolved. like rabbit in the headlights, doesn't know what to do with sex, It right? was almost mm. like he was like an asexual right. sort of regeneration. Like that which scene I really with Amy like. in the bedroom. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Which I sort of really like. I like that as mm-hmm. that, that's his, because that Doctor, especially in that first series, into the second series that he has, he's more alien than we've seen the Doctor for a while. David Tennant was very emotional sure. and human and for a bit of pullback, a bit of differentiation. Matt Smith's very alien, so... He's not interested in sexual attraction. He's a bit like a tiny bit weirded out by yeah. human things and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's all sorts of little things like that. And as you say, in the writing, like the him, he basically fancies Clara from Day Dot in that series, which seems so, feels so off, quite out off. of character for that yeah. doctor. 
So what was this regeneration? We were talking about <laughs> regeneration <laughs> stuff. Yeah, we were talking about regeneration. Regeneration's stuff. Uh, 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 should we, should we get back to other rege- regeneration stuff? I'm trying well, to think of other other powers. I mean, so there's, well, the meta, so there's the meta crisis, right? Well, yeah. So that again, that was something that I did that bother you, Tom? Yeah, because I mean, got beef with the meta, meta crisis. It's utterly yeah, ridiculous. I, we skipped over it. We skipped over that. But yeah, like I, you know, in, I'm along for the ride with that that episode, and I absolutely love. What is it? End of time? No, no, no it's um, I'm sorry. Stolen Earth. Stolen Earth yeah. and Journey's End. Yeah, fantastic two-parter. And series four is possibly my favorite. Um, shortly after, uh, just before series five. But yeah, the whole kind of meta crisis thing. Just because it's he's been shot by a Dalek. And he is, by all accounts, dead. And I just I can't really get on board with the fact that his body, in a state of, I guess, ill health, and it's how it's, you know, it's it's weak, supposedly, at that point, is able to conjure up an entire new... is like able to escape regenerating by pushing it, pushing it into the hand. Like you can write your way out of anything you want, but just trying to get on board with the fact that he is... You know, it's, it's like he's in intensive care, and yet he's stronger than ever in the bi- ability to do that. Same with, you have the same issue with um, the master when he's fighting the master, and th- we were talking about this briefly on the podcast the other day, where he's, and I know it's meant to be because he's leaking uh, Time Lord energy or whatever, but he's like shooting lightning out like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> and so it's like, why has the Doctor never done that? Why is he weak, and yet now he has <laughs> got... But we do, I as, s- as we were I talking on the podcast, yeah. we do get the kind of thing where the doctor's like, stop doing that. You're going to run yourself dry. You are going to die very soon but if you keep so pumping all your energy out. So like I've, got to, I've got two things to say about this. Okay, sure, sure. First of all, I think looking at regeneration as like ill health is probably one of the stumbling blocks okay. for this for you. I feel like looking at it as like an adrenaline rush is probably a better comparison to make for me. Like, right. It's always seemed like you're... You know, like, if you're in a really shit situation, you get an adrenaline rush, and then you yeah, can yeah. do stuff that otherwise, even though you're in a, you're like in loads of pain, the adrenaline helps, and I, I, I get that impression with regeneration energy a okay. bit. Maybe. Maybe that's a good analogy for dealing with it. Yeah. The second thing is, the master shooting lightning out of his hands isn't because he's regenerated. It's because he's, he's been dodgily resurrected. He's been resurrected really. with a strange elixir of life oh, in, yeah, a, in a true. women's prison. Uh which I, d- I mean, mental fucking bizarre. <laughs> like the the rules of that are c- entirely unknown to us. Like, so uh, sure that is kind of a different thing again. I I yeah. would I th- I take your adrenaline analogy sure and I raise it to <laughs> maybe regeneration is like having a shit. Oh wow. Okay. Well, here we go. Back up. <laughs> so like, or not? When you need a shit, you need a shit. You gotta go. Yeah. But. You could hold it in for a bit. You could hold it in for a while. Right. Like, <laughs> Peter Capaldi was holding in his shit for, you know, a long time. Right. But then if, if you hold your shit in for too long, you probably die. Like the master does. He's just like, no. I'm you not. probably do. He's like, I'm not going to take a shit. I'm not, and he I gets backed up and he die dies. Though. I think you just. I think if you hold a shit in for too if long. If you, you were physically capable of holding yourself, the shit in, right? you'd shit yourself or, or worse. Or worse. I mean, I'm going to say it. That analogy did not help whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. Also, now just imagining someone with a gi- like a huge stream of bright yellow oh, coming out. Oh, and then if you hold it in <laughs> for too long, you're going to have a lot of shit, a.k.a. Matt Smith at the end of his run. He's, there's loads of shit pouring out of his hands at the end. Well, it's, you'll have season seven, you mean? 
Whoa. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you were getting. I thought so. That's no, what you were no, no. Because he like uh, he there's gets, like a load of regeneration. He gets really, really old, and then oh, he can explode oh, Daleks, and a whole town right, yeah, gets yeah. destroyed. Basically, this whole conversation oh. I've been working out how to make a similar gag with. <laughs> oh, and then Peter Capaldi chat out the scripts for Series Eleven, and I just thought wah, wah. I'm I'm, t- I'm I'm bigger than that. It's been amazing talking to you, both of you. Well, thank you. Oh, um, thank you. Even if we went off on lots of tangents, which <laughs> I love, uh, that's not a negative. Actually, we went we to Bond. Yeah, we went all <laughs> over the place. Went, went all over the uh, all over the shop. Um, where can people find you guys on Twitter? And I want I want oldest question, and I also want personal stuff too. Why not? Personal. Okay, let's start with Tom. Oh yeah, sure. Well, you can find us. We've got uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on um, Spotify and Podbean. That's our like a platform. Um, the oldest question, a Doctor Who game show podcast. You'll find it when you look up the that, that handle. We've also we've got um, Instagram which and Twitter, which is all at oldest question. And we've literally had so when you listen to this, our fourth episode should just be out because our fourth episode sure. for us is just coming out tomorrow. Um, but yeah, no, please go, please go listen and see if you enjoy yeah. and little reviews and things are all Great. lovely. And we've very much numbered the episodes, but because it's just a game show, you can listen to just the latest episode because it will probably be the best one <laughs> thus far because they're gradually getting, I think, we, you uh, know. I'm like you are a Pe- people sometimes tweet me and they're like, oh, I'm listening from the start. I'm like, no, no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love you, Richard B. Brooks. But that w- that was a bad episode. I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing. That right bad then. until about episode twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. Yeah, we very much well, every episode, every new episode I listen to, I'm like, oh, this is, this is much better. This is yeah. way funnier. That's or, just the yeah. nature yeah. of doing anything creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and your animation stuff. Pencil. Yeah, I, at Pencil Bandit, I'm yeah, I do animation and illustration and things, and cool. um, I'm yeah, I'm quite quiet at the moment because I'm doing a lot of um, studio-based work. But come check me out. Yeah, come say hi. Great, and you did the the logo for yeah. Special, I right? did the podcast yeah. artwork. Great, um, and I'm sure I will do more little bits and bobs for the oldest question as we go. That's I've it. done plenty of bits of Doctor Who fan art things, which have gone gone around, done the rounds. I've seen cool, I've seen them around. Cool, and you can find us on Twitter as usual at Galactiopod, and you can email us at Galactiopod at gmail dot com. Um, and I think that's all the admin this week. Uh, bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. See you later. Thanks for having us. Thank you.